0: On this episode of The Deviants, Brad, Kyle, and myself, Pat, ask the big question Does advertising matter?
1: to another episode of The Deviants. Episode 3? This is 3? Episode 3 of episode the, three of The Deviants. It's of course me, your humble host Brad Eschbach, and I'm joined with, on the 1s and 2s, running our board as always Patrick O'Neill. Hey, good to see you, Brad. There you go. And we've also got a, a, a new guest host this week in the form of uh, another one of our co-workers, uh, Mr. Kyle. How are you doing, Brad? Hey, doing great. Kyle and I have had a bunch of really great conversations in our office where we kind of just zoom out one step away from the the down in the dirt, down in the weeds of actually doing what we do, which is marketing and advertising in the digital world, using content to tell stories for brands to inevitably sell something. Yep. And sometimes you get caught in that. And sometimes we have these really great kind of philosophical conversations about what is advertising? What do people want today? How do brands live in that world? So we just kind of wanted to riff on that for half an hour and just kind of talk about where we see the world today uh, through that lens. Um, so I think we're really just going to dive into it with the most obtuse co- question I could ask. Mm. Kyle and Pat, what is advertising?
2: <laughs> That's a terrible question. Yeah, Go to the next I, one. I feel disgusting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we
1: just want to level set on this, just the idea, because I, I think if in this, this, let's just say that there will be, I'm just going to throw out provocative statements in this, provocative if you're like a huge nerd in this stuff like we are, um, does advertising actually really matter to people? In the year 2016, does advertising, does the world of Don Draper mm. does have any relevance in the world that we live in today, in the <laughs> world of Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. And so the, just the premise of is advertising. So I looked up, what's the definition of advertising in the, in the dictionary? It is the act or practice of calling public attention to one's product, service, or need especially by paid announcement in newspaper and magazines over radio or television (laughs) or on billboards. Super technical. So it's paying to tell people something. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and if I remember my college education appropriately, uh, the original reason it was created was to provide education to people so they would understand that new products were coming out. Right. Why do you
1: buy Ritz crackers when you're in the grocery store, 1950s housewife? Right. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. It's a very, it's, it's a provocative question because I, I do think, you know, there are probably varying levels of um, the word matter mm-hmm. you can go through. Um, I, don't, I don't know how much it matters to um, you know, people who are, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, you know. Right. Um, I know it matters a great deal to us because we're often kind of comparing ourselves and kind of gauging what. You know some of our competitors are doing and and kind of what brands are doing to see how far or how short they're falling from you know uh, advancing their own scope of what technology is and what technology can do for them and and what creative services can do for them right um, you know but I think as far as as far as what it means to advertise you know I, I'm not sure if we can we can really go to that explanation anymore. I'm not even yeah. sure if the word advertising even applies anymore. Yeah, you know?
0: and I th- I think a prime example of that is the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, because if you think about it, all of those Super Bowl ads have come out before the Super Bowl, before right. the media buy for it. Well, I guess they did a social or a digital media buy, right? But that placement of it within the Super Bowl is almost irrelevant now. Right.
1: Now. Yeah. yeah. It, it used to, the focus of advertising used to be all about the paid part. Mm-hmm. The where, how am I going to pay to get this in front of these people? Um, and what's, it, it's funny, if you go back, if we're talking about advertising as paying for attention. If you go back to the Latin, because I also look this up. I'm, I'm this guy for this episode, referring to my notes. <laughs> the Latin term for advertising, let's uh, go way back. Oh God! <laughs> no, oh what God. this is interesting is it, it comes in Latin, advertere, something like that, means to turn towards. Ah. So to do something that turns Attention. something towards yes. something else. Yes. So that's a more pure, that I feel like is more in line with what we do today, which is really like changing of minds mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, a converting of souls. It's mm-hmm. more like religion than it was just mass Production. Er, Whoa, er, that's the statement of
0: an ad guy. Yeah,
1: like I say exactly. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. say gospel. I'm gonna say evangelist. Uh, you you say, have
2: drunk too far too much Kool Aid at this point. Yeah. We know this now.
1: Exactly. So I think that so so advertising in today's world, while it used to be a big driver of culture, and it used to be just as important, just like we all knew. Who shot Jr. on the show Dallas yeah. in like the what was it the seventies or the eighties?
0: Yeah, and I know that reference better than I know what show it I don't, came from. Exactly, that's yeah. mm-hmm. what I'm
1: saying. But those those were kind of references we all get. I've never seen an episode. I don't know who killed Jr., but I know that's a question. This <laughs> just like we all know the 1984 Apple ad. We all know the "Buy the World a Coke" ad. These were drivers of culture and conversation. But now it's so fragmented that advertising doesn't have that kind of cachet, cultural cachet you can throw a commercial out there, but you're not guaranteed that a third of the United States is going to see it because we only have three channels. Yeah, You're going to throw something out there and you're lucky if a million people see it. Um, so I think advertising as a force all in of itself doesn't it really impact anymore. Um, and so people don't care about it. Right. So I think if people, if we, so, so statement number one, people just don't care about advertising mm-hmm. anymore. It used to be cool and entertaining. Now it's just a given and it's a part of how our world works. Yeah. But, so what do people care about in the year 2016? It's a really broad question. Uh, yeah, Right. I mean,
2: you know, I think people, we're, we're in a place now with um, the preponderance of, of social media and the way that we can connect with one another. It feels to me, and you guys let me know if I'm talking out of, out of my backside right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels to me that a lot of people, all of us really, are longing for some sort of connection, you know, uh, be it emotional or physical. Um, and, you know, whether that comes from brands or not, I think... <clears throat> I'm not sure if that matters, because I think you can have a brand like uh, Tom's, for example, that can foster an emotional connection pretty effectively, mostly because the things that they're talking about in um, any of the content they produce are things that don't have a whole lot to do with shoes, necessarily. It's about um, fixing the way people are living and making an adjustment to that, and that, that builds kind of an emotional connection, whereas just... Saying that Doritos is for the bold, or having a puppy, a monkey, and a baby meld together and someone hey, hold on, hold on, <laughs> that was fantastic. Piece of <laughs> advertising, you know. But we're not talking about, I guarantee you that if you were to poll a lot of people, and this is a very scientific statement I'm about mm-hmm. to make, <laughs> um, a lot of people, I'm pretty sure most people would say they don't even know who the advertiser of the puppy, right. monkey, baby spot was, right? You know, and yes, Mountain Dew paid for it, but. What they paid for was some sort of cultural relevance that I'm not sure if actually if it actually existed, um, or at least the way they wanted it to. Right. You know, I think yeah. what they created was a phenomenon behind the freaky character that they made. Exactly. Um, but not actually a, a additional brand recognition. And and maybe there are numbers that suggest otherwise. But I'm I'm tending to feel that you know people just need to have a connection to something like we all do. Like humans need connections to things. Right. You know emotional connections to things.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think what's adding to that, and maybe this is because we do work for a social media marketing company or a content marketing company, <coughs> is people also want to have a chance to have their own voice heard a lot more right. and yeah. being a, be a part of that connection. Yes. right. Whereas before it was great to do a Bud Light commercial where it was a, some hot chicks and everyone's partying, uh, but now people want to engage in that dialogue right. a lot more. Um, and, and that's a huge change.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like buzzword, but it's yeah. People want to like lean into that. People want to not just sit back and be like talked to or mm-hmm. or yelled at. It's like you know. Once again, I feel like I'm very much like channeling my inner like freshman psychology major right now. But if you think about the uh, Maslow right hierarchy of needs, the number the top of that pyramid is self actualization. It's finding your meaning. It's yeah. finding your once you figured out that like you're safe and you have food and you have shelter. Than what it is, it is finding your path and and kind of explaining that and living that out loud. And social and the technology we have today more than any, like my parents, when they were finding themselves, it involved them writing in their diary and then maybe like going to a community college course or going to the library. Today, I'm broadcasting that it's happening. I'm putting my thoughts on Facebook. I'm sharing my wins on Instagram. I'm sharing my day-to-day on Snapchat. People are seeing me self-actualize in real time. So there's all these tools, that are really triggering into this just like deep human need to find ourselves that let us share about that, that taps into the even deeper human need to like connect with other people. Yeah. So our whole, and that's just in the last like five years. That's mm. what's really crazy is like, these are huge shifts that are tapping into real deep lizard brain human behavior. That's causing us to do all these things we've already been doing internally, but now publicly and now out, out loud. And we're all kind of, seeing each other do that more. So it's right. why people get so sad when they go on Facebook. Right. It's, you know, because you see other people self actualizing way better than you are in right. theory. Right. Um, and so I think that that is a different kind of context and playing field for brands to then come in and try to interact with people.
0: Okay. Uh, here's a question.
1: Yeah.
0: How many people are self actualized? Like, is that something, and I don't remember Maslow well mm-hmm. enough. Is that something that a lot of people are, or is that like Buddha?
1: Um, it's more it's or
0: the a, pope. I I can only think of the Dalai <laughs> Lama. I can only think of religious figures who could be self-actualized, right. but right. Uh, so that.
1: self-actualized, I don't think it's not a destination, it's a pathway. Oh, so yeah. this is it's like to and I'm going to read another thing. For Maslow, a person is always quote becoming and never remains static in these terms. So self-actualization means you going through the path of finding what is important to you, finding the meaning of life to yourself. That's the path of self It's a very, like, heady, we're humans, we get to sit around and and be, and be read Walden next to a bumbling brook and right. figure out why we're here and what the meaning of life is right. and what the stars are. You can't do that until you know that you've got food and, like, your door's locked. But once you get to that point, I think that journey and us figuring that out and where we live in the world is displayed online. And we can talk about, like, next question, like, how has social and mobile in general as technology changed the way that people are interacting online. And then in, in, in part two to that is then how do brands do it? So if we if self-actualization is how people are spending their time, right. now there's this whole other, like, palette of tools to use to do that. Right. So people are just sharing. What they're sharing is way different today than it was a few years ago because we just have a lot of different ways to do it.
2: And people couldn't share what we share today. Yeah, like I mean, ago. you
1: think a decade ago, <coughs> you know, the successes of my family, not as an individual, but like, you know, my sister graduates from college, mm-hmm. or got got married. You know, my my little brother won state in a sport he's playing, and my and my dad got a new job. That the only way that that comes to life is like the yearly newsletter that my dad writes up to send out mm. with the Christmas cards. It's pretty cool. But now that's right. That's a, that's a very like Americana. My didn't even do Christmas cards? <laughs> Did you guys not grow up in Norman Rockwell paintings? No. <laughs> so, but I mean that 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 is how those kinds of wins. But now we share. That I'm applying for the grad school. That I that I walk into the mailbox to uh, you know mail my application. That I got it back. That I was accepted. All those things we share that whole journey, um, which is just a slightly different. You know, I don't have some big big reveal to give after that. It's just thinking about that changes the context of why people are sharing online and then how they right. view a brand coming into that world. Mm.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the thing too is is that uh, you know. And again, I think we might be a self-selecting group here about mm-hmm. what we're talking about. But I have started to see the world and opportunities to share things. Yes. You yes. start to see the world that way. Um, I was just in Austin, Texas, and I took a lot of boomerangs because I kept th- seeing these opportunities, and it's like my new toy, yeah. right? And then I kept seeing all these opportunities, like, sweet boom! Yeah. Oh, that's a great boomer right there! Yeah. And I just couldn't help myself but but perceive in that way.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. I think we're at a point now where, um, you know, we're all kind of to go back to your the Latin definition of of, of Is that what it? Yeah, is?
1: something like that. Some some stuff I, mean, I can't whatever. pronounce. Um, <laughs>
2: but I think we're at that point now where we're we're doing that with ourselves, right? Like mm-hmm. there there used to be um, certain barriers to entry to become uh, visible in our in our culture. Advertising was one of those ways to do that, you know. Um, we don't have to wait around anymore for people to give us the green light to uh, put ourselves out there anymore. Exactly. We can just do it. right? You know? And so now, uh, like I, this is, I think this goes to that larger point. I think it's harder to get people's attention, mostly because most of the attention's put on themselves.
0: Well, right, exactly. You know? it's, people are waiting for their opportunity to speak.
2: Exactly, and to your point, where you're talking about, you're looking at the world and opportunities to share. I think we're all looking at the world that way. I think that that's the way that um, in the, the 50s 60s, 70s in the heyday of advertising it's probably how brands looked at television and how brands looked at radio and how right. brands looked at t- at a at a um, print is op- just opportunities to, to put themselves out there right
0: yeah totally and we used to be attached to this feeding tube that we could all we were all drinking from a very similar Um, um, substance, right? Right. We all had this like common experience to your point earlier of of what we were digesting and how to talk through that but now that has become um, so fragmented and so different that um, uh, the way we interact with that has changed.
1: Yeah, it's super interesting how like me- yeah, media, mass media—the word we, we throw that around a lot—but like, I mean, think you know, you could have a TV show that two-thirds of the United States saw. Right. So that mass media, that collective experience of hundreds of millions of people all at once, tens of millions of people—that has completely evaporated. So we don't have any. It's it's why if you look at the sales for like um, music festivals and concerts have, have are very steadily going up the last ten years, as TV shows and movies have steadily been going down because people are looking for that collective experience that we used to get out of media. And you yeah. don't because we're, none of us are watching it together. Mm-hmm. You watch the new episode of Broad City when it's live, I'll watch it tonight on Hulu, and you'll watch it in a binge six months from now. Yeah. And so that difference, we look for collective experiences in real life. Broad and City's then we so also good. look for... It's so funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm actually <laughs> going to go watch it tonight. <laughs>
0: Do you wa- you're going to watch it live on TV?
1: No, it was last night it premiered, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, last night it was premiered. Right. See, I don't
0: even know when it came out. I'm waiting to watch it online.
1: That's the thing. Yeah. I, I heard some, Seth Godin, the like marketing wrote, you know, all the things. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. said the other day that there is not a reason for anybody in America to ever watch television as it airs. If you're doing mm-hmm. that, you're wasting your own time and you are being beholden to the brands. So we don't have those collective experiences. We seek them out in other places. And increasingly, like we use these tools, like you guys are saying, to, at our own behest, no one is asking us to, to tell our own story. To yeah. kind of, as we're formulating it, we want to broadcast our identity as we're becoming that person.
0: Yeah, so I want to focus on the second half of your question. Exactly. What does that mean for brands? How do brands participate in this kind of thing?
1: And I think the number one thing is understanding that context. Mm -hmm. It's not a group of captive individuals sitting on their couches all across the nation. Mm -hmm. It is people living out loud, mm-hmm, trying mm-hmm. to broadcast their identity. And the reason you do that is so that you can connect with other humans. Like we're getting right. real like lizard brain stuff. Yeah. I, oh, I, totally. I put it out there what I do so that other people will see it and people that are like me will come to me and then I will be able to connect with that human. Yes. And so a brand is going into that world. Right.
0: Well, and the other big part of that is that nobody's waiting for you to speak. Yes. And I, It's a thing that I have to talk to clients about all the time. I talk to friends of mine who produce content. Uh, it's like nobody's expecting you to say something. No one is going to, the second you start talking, the doors are going to burst open and everyone goes, oh, thank God, Kyle's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle mm-hmm. has a point of view on this. I can't wait to hear that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's it's so true. I think that we brands are now in a place where we go to them, they don't come to us. Right. And right. And so we, you have to, but we still get in this very interruptive, even with paid advertising and digital, it's like I'm going to pay to get in your timeline, and it's a very interruptive broadcasting at you, Versus, I'm going to create an ecosystem where people want to come to me.
2: Right, and I think that point, the the the, that that uh, that middle point that you made, where um, we're paying, uh, where brands are paying to get into people's um, existence. Let's just call it what it is: digital existence. um, I think that means, obviously, it means that brands have to now reconsider the way that they tell a story. And I think, additionally, to that end. we we're in a place now where because people can now be hyper selective about what experience they want um brands now have are are hitting this point where they need to decide what story what they believe in and like know what it is yeah. and not just pander to um you know the the, the imaginary target they want to hit you know because when you talk about like you know moms who do x y and z and who are like have these like very, very marketing heavy um, names of subgroups, Um, you know, those, those aren't, that's not how people talk to each other and about each other. You know what I mean? Like now they, the expectation now is a brand knows what it is, leans very heavily into that and doesn't try to advertise. It just presents that now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's
0: that brand purpose stuff. Yes. That we in advertising talk about all the time, right? Uh, but it's more important than it's ever been because that's going to dictate that message over yes. and
2: over again. I think people who and you know there and people who don't work in this industry like we do would um, I, I think the, the their natural inclination is to take something like brand purpose and to immediately absorb it as trivial, um, just because it sounds trivial. You yeah, know what I mean? it sounds like jargon. Right. right. It sounds like yeah. jargon. Now it kind of is jargon. Yeah. I mean it is but Calling i think it a purpose i think right, right exactly and and i but i do think that for if you're going to change not what advertising means but if you're going to change what advertising is and you're going to change the way you think about advertising and you're going to not advertise anymore and you're going to connect to people and you're going to offer a perspective mm-hmm. that people give a crap about then you have to have a purpose or else it is all for naught you're 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 gonna come off disingenuous. You're gonna yeah. come off fragmented, and you're not. You're gonna come off as somebody who or a thing that doesn't stand for anything. Right. Oh, you know? Totally. And that's how you lose people very and, quickly. And right? you see
0: that in brands all oh, the yeah. time, specifically in the social space. Yeah. Uh, where it's advertising for advertising's sake. It's like, oh, I gotta get on Facebook, so I'm gonna throw up my TV ad or whatever, and they fall flat time yeah. and time again. Or most of the time, it's like I'm gonna rip on a brand. Hopefully, I never have to work with them, and they come back and listen to this book, GoDaddy. GoDaddy has some of the worst service yep. that I've ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah. Right. And every time they run an ad, and you know, I am highly targeted by brands like GoDaddy. Every time they're in my feed, I look at their feed and all the comments are about how crappy they are. Right. Mm. Yeah. And that's because you haven't you haven't put out your brand purpose. You have no reason for existing in that space. So all people are gonna do is complain as opposed to have something else to talk about. Right. They're not gonna complain if there's some interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. And
2: that's a, and that's a very simple example too, because GoDaddy, all they are, at its core, is a middleman for people to connect to domain services so that they can actually register whatever content that they want to put. Right. All they are is a customer service engine, and why they're not kind of leaning into that is is because they're horrible at customer service. Yeah, Yeah, I said it, (laughs) GoDaddy. But that's
1: all of this comes down to like I hate GoDaddy. No, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, they're horrible. What's the role? I mean, if you think about just unless you got a big scope, then let's talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, then you're killing it. No, those guys Come are admin. Those guys Come are the worst. Admin. That's the guy who, like, on the on his corporate blog, just the the owner of GoDaddy put the picture of the him like going hunting for African elephants. Oh, fun! And just oh. didn't he get seems it. He seems it like though. a good guy. I
0: still okay, so I'm justified in how much I hate. Oh yeah, yeah it absolutely. sounds like you are. They are the Comcast
1: of I almost said the internet, but Comcast is the internet of the internet. So, <laughs> <laughs> GoDaddy's just Comcast's really asshole roommate. <laughs> yeah, they would. Like together yeah <laughs> um so 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 one i think that what's really interesting is like you talk about a millennial or just in general people today i think are much more cognizant that one that a brand is a thing that advertising is a thing like our bullshit filter is so much more fine-tuned especially the younger the people that get so the role that a brand plays a brand is not just kind of a jingle and something that you grew up with like i grew up mcdonald's is one of my first words not because really? I thought I thought of brand McDonald's brand purpose was so important, but because it was an icon in my my like rearing. Um, but I don't think that matters quite as much today. But so, what is the role? I think people like do people what are they looking for out of a brand? Because I think it goes back to today the way that we connect with brands. It is like you're opting in to letting that brand be a part of the life and the identity that you're broadcasting. Mm-hmm. I think you think about the brands that when people talk about it, what are the brands that people just like love to fanboy out about? I mean, there's the Red Bulls and the Apples. Like those are obvious. Everybody loves a Red Bull, but that's more of like, a. I like Red Bull because Red Bull's kind of like, you know, we're extreme and screw you. And like, I'm staying up late. Like it's just associated with like kind of more of like a
2: extreme. For,
1: yeah. For the same reason people in the eighties loved MTV, extreme, you know, yeah. it was just kind of that. And apple, because it's it's classy and it's a luxury good, and it's Apple and Steve right. Jobs,
2: right but I
1: think there's other ones that are more like you know why does a brand like Supreme have such a following? Yes why does a brand like like method soap you right. know where it's 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 just a it's a boring brand, but they they says something about me when I choose to talk about that
0: yeah, and the other side of that too is it's because of what method soap represents and the whole soap vertical mm-hmm. exactly. Right? Because I know in my house we have switched completely to Method soap, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if we would have done that. This this was all Lauren, my wife's. Um, she she made that decision, right? Uh, and it's because of they have like uh, the way they treat the environment. Um, it's clean chemicals that they use in it. I'm not sure. It's right. but they're posi- It's a very positive message that they're advertising or that they're communicating through content, which has converted us to a Method household. Right.
1: I mean, a decade ago, I go to Chick fil A. I have a Chick fil A sandwich. I that, that's a personal experience. I had a Chick-fil-A sandwich, says nothing about me. Today I go to McDonald I go to Chick-fil-A, I get my Chick-fil-A sandwich. I'm like, I'm like, you know, wearing a sign on my shirt. I'm like making a political stance. I'm making and even if I share to choose that or choose to share that or not, these brands are helping us because of how open brands are with talking about what their purpose is, but also just because of what letting a brand attach to you means. I think that it just has this huge impact on 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 why, when, when you're interacting with a brand, whether or not that's a thing that you're happy about, I just think we give it a second thought. Just like do you, you worry about the friends that you're hanging out with, I think brands are the exact same way. How yeah. are people gonna judge me based on the fact that I'm hanging out with Kyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you remember... Uh, when we were—do you remember when we were kids and everything was perfect? No. Uh, do you remember when we were kids and brands on shirts were? so I was important? just thinking about that. Yeah, Pat. that was like it was like Abercrombie, a, yeah. Tommy
1: Hilfiger. It was like Pitchipolo the brand shirt. was huge like,
0: yeah. everywhere, and everybody wore that. And that has kind of gone away. Hollister,
1: Aeropostale, that whole like big mall yeah. Yeah, mall. I'm retailers. so happy it went away
2: though. Man. Yeah, yeah,
0: me too. Do you think that that is because of social media? I have a theory that mm. it is because if you keep watching me walk around my Hilfiger shirt. I don't want you seeing that Hill figure shirt all the time. I'd rather it be a black tee. Right. Yeah.
2: And you look like a billboard, man. Yeah, right, exactly. And I think people are very sensitive to being, um, whether, uh, I, specifically, I think people are, are unwilling to be unwitting kind of billboards for a brand, which is why I think yes. that kind of large typeface is probably fallen by the wayside. But I also p- think people ha- want, want to retain some sort of person. Right. Per, uh, personal experience with the things that they buy and things that they wear, and if I'm wearing a you know three hundred dollar Givenchy T-shirt, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You're gonna know because it's everywhere. It's like it's like the the right. the, the, the embellishments and all that. That kind of yeah, says yeah. it all. But if I'm wearing you know a a less expensive like Alexander T by Alexander Wang T-shirt, it's right. like. No branding whatsoever, and right. it doesn't say anything about you until you actually start having a conversation with that person. And now you know, like, oh, okay, well, now he's, like, he's wearing it. Maybe right. that changes your perception of him. And
1: but- 12-year-old, 14-year-old Brad, if I want to – because we're doing the same thing. If I want to attach a brand to my identity to help me build my, my, my persona yeah, in the cachet. public world – Yeah, used to – the only place that I could post any of that stuff was physically on my body. Where, mm-hmm. where I don't have a TV show. I don't have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not putting out anything. I'm not writing a newspaper. So I had to put it on my body. That's how you did it. I want to wear the Abercrombie shirt because all the other 14-year-old boys are, and I don't feel like I fit in. Yep. It's the exact same thing. But now I don't do that. Now I reblog Abercrombie on my Tumblr. Uh-huh. That yeah, is, when, did, when was the last uh, time you did that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 12-year-old I mean, girl Brad yeah. <laughs> in 2016 that's how they're identifying with the fact that they love Aeropostle or they love Forever 21. It doesn't yeah. matter if the logo's on their shirt. It's that they follow them on Instagram. It's that they got reblogged by them on that. It's like it's, it's that kind of world. So we're still, we're still scratching the same itch. We just have different tools to do it.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think that speaks to fandom a lot and how fandom has started to show itself completely different. Right. Because that's what all brands want, right? They want fans of their brand. They they call them... I mean, there's different names for whatever that target is, but ultimately it's a fan. It's someone who's going to take the content they create or take their message and spread it to everybody else. Right. We can call that influence. We can call that whatever. Um, And the composition of that fandom and how you express being a fan has completely done uh, a 180 right. in, in the past, I
1: don't know, decade or so. So last question on that, because we talked about what, you know, what people want really hasn't changed all that much. Just the tools of explaining that and putting that out into the ether has changed. Yeah. So with that context, like how the hell can brands matter to people in the year 2016, knowing all of that, can it happen? Mm. Will it happen? And what is, mat- What is quote unquote, mattering to people actually yeah, right. mean for a brand? Maybe brands need to step back and say, okay, I'm not going to be, I, even though I'm in the same little box on their screen as their mother and their best friend, I can't expect to have that kind of relationship. I think a lot of brands shoot themselves in the foot by thinking, look, we're all in the same playing field. I'm going to be this person's friend. They're going to like my page just like they like their friend's page. Like, I, And so I think that. So what do you guys think? What are what are the the inroads for a brand? Well,
2: I, I kind of agree with you in that I think uh, once a brand stops trying to matter and just focuses on what they know, what they are, and like tries to put that in the world the same way, you know, thirty year old Brad Woods, very comfortable and self aware and uh, self self uh, confident in, in himself. I think a brand has to f- has to kind of approach um, their message that way. I right. think additionally. Um, you know, part of I think part of what mattering now is is really boils it really boils down to uh, kind of understanding um, what you're trying to do, like what your ultimate purpose for being mm-hmm. is, like understanding what the product that you're putting out is. And we've got a client that um, is very health and wellness focused, but you know they're not sitting here trying to you know. Cater to every person, right? You know, like we we want them, and they want to kind of narrow it down to just like, hey, there's like a couple of people who um are you know these type of these types of people, and additionally, they need things, right? They need things that everybody needs. So if we we think about the things that they need, and try to just lean into that, invariably, other people who may not fall directly into that target we'll probably need those things too. Right. And maybe we can talk to them, like, kind of, uh, from tangentially as well. Right. And, you know, again, it like, mattering changes. Like, the meaning of what mattering means changes at mm-hmm, that point, mm-hmm. right?
0: So, uh, we just got a comment from, uh, Seekus14, who says, people in 2016, we're on Periscope podcast listeners, by the yeah. way, that, uh, People of 2016 are a bunch of self-absorbed assholes and mm-hmm. only care about themselves. Yeah, and so I do. 100 true. And that is a fair thing. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, where it is really about wait. People seem to be waiting for their opportunity to speak. So right. what I think, and I think this is a build off of what you were saying, Kyle. Um, solve my problem. Right. That's how you can be relevant yes. in 2016 solve my problem so simple it's It's like something that's
2: been around for hundreds of years exactly
0: but that's the only reason i'll ever choose to interact with a brand is if it helps me right Right. and it's clear about it i'm a self-absorbed asshole in 2016 Mm-hmm. fix the thing that's broken yes give me a reason to buy your product i don't know why we spend so much time talking about all these auxiliary things and talking to people who have no real need exactly. for your product because they don't need it right. right so stop trying to talk to them don't be on facebook to talk to somebody who doesn't want to talk to you right
1: solve we've, the problem we've always been to our periscope question point we've always been self-absorbed assholes we just have ways to broadcast that now. Yes, yeah. like now everybody knows. People how haven't changed. Big we are. People, yeah. We aren't different now than yes. people were ten years ago. It's just now we have the ways. Now people can see it more clearly. Yeah. Yeah. We all got new glasses, and yeah. it's no longer blurry. And we, I think that it's the it's the like kind of metaphor I always use with clients and just in conversation of trying to figure out of like you, a, a brand coming into the social world trying to figure out what they can bring. You need to act like everybody's rich uncle. Mm-hmm. Every, you, everybody's got a rich uncle. Or like, a, you know, there's somebody in their life who can come in or, you know, what, what can that person, what are the constraints that that person uniquely can remove? Yeah. What is a brand? If they're going to come into a world, you know your audience, you know the community. What can you come in there and provide that nobody else could? Yeah. Is it access to something? Is it an experience? Is it money? Is it, you know, a voice? Is it, is it just being able to amplify that? It's not, go, it's not finding the right people and then just telling them your story. It's saying, we know our story. We hear your story, we want to be involved because yeah. we think yeah. they're related. You don't have to go, you don't have to go any deeper than that. Yeah. No,
0: exactly. And sometimes these problems are soft and sometimes they're really hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like by a hard problem, I mean I'm out of dish soap. Yeah. Right. There's a very specific problem that can be solved there, but some of them are a bit softer where I don't feel like I'm accepted.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And so solved by a brand positioning itself in a way to solve the acceptance problem, uh, you still need to address that because this happens way too often. We were just talking to a partner agency about this. Brands take content and they make it about themselves. Yeah, this is about me. This is about what we're doing right now. What it should be about, because we're self-absorbed, and that's that's a hundred percent true. This is about you. This is what you're doing right now, and this is how we fit into your equation.
2: Right. Yeah, Patrick, you're a, you're a comedian, and I think. I try. (laughs) I think that something we were talking about earlier that you brought up about kind of the basic formula of comedy, like it's timing and it's um, kind of understanding what the pattern is, leaning into the pattern or breaking the pattern. Mm -hmm. I think you can probably make similar parallels here um, because I think people now expect brands to talk about themselves and what their benefit is to you. Mm -hmm. I think you can break that pattern and say like, no, we're going to talk about you. And what's important to you. And I think we have something that could help you. But yeah. even if we don't, there's still some other things that we can provide from a content perspective that might entertain you. Right. And then then, then it becomes like a passive connection yeah, as opposed totally. to a hard one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Solving a, a, a soft problem like you were saying.
1: So yeah. many of these things happen. I think about it a lot if brands are either your rich uncle or also like the guy who wasn't really invited to the party but he knows the party's there. You know, if you're throwing a party, random dude no one knows walks in. That's what brands showing up in a hashtag is like. Yeah. That's what a brand showing up in your feed when you didn't like them or you did like them, but for one reason, and now this content's completely unrelated. Yeah. Or you're paying to get up in my – that's you showing up to a party you weren't invited to. Mm-hmm. But if if we want to go crash a party right now and we want to show up and not have anybody mad, we bring something. Yeah. Yeah. What, and bring and, a six pack or what can those people not bring you know you go into a party with a bunch of underage people bring a bunch of liquor mm-hmm. you know yeah. you go into a party where everybody looks tired roll in with a red bull mm-hmm. and what are and and I think the 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 job of a brand in the year two thousand and sixteen is figure out what parties am I going to go to what do those people need to take that party to the next level that also matches with the things I can provide and if you can find that kind of cross section of that Venn diagram where it's The audience that you need to go to, you know what's the context of where that lives, and you know the unique thing you can bring to it, that's like home run. That's right Right. there. That is where you suddenly, yes, we didn't necessarily ask for you to come here, but you came here with something to show.
2: Yep. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Uh, speaking of that, I got a meeting with one of our clients. I th- hey, I think we got
2: to get going. No, I was gonna say, I think yeah, are I got, we got time right now. We, we got some clients to help out. <laughs> we got
0: some advice to give them.
1: Yeah, sometimes work gets in the way of work. Um, well, that I think that was a great conversation, guys. Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you for letting me kind of wax poetic and waxing poetic with me. Oh, of, yeah, course. of course. Um, to all of our poetry, this is awesome. <laughs> to all of our listeners, especially on a thing like this, if you have, there's not necessarily any questions that could come out of this, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. What do you think about the, you know, just on a very high level? What does advertising mean in the year 2016? Yep. Should we even call it that? And what do brands need to do to prepare for the next few years? Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Thanks, Pat, Patrick. Thanks, Kyle. Um, thank you, Audience. Thank you, Periscope. B.B. Brad, Brad
2: spelled with three B's. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you can find me at Pat PatLikesToTweet because Facebook is for noobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: and I am at Mr. Turner. I'm way more active on Instagram at I'll be square, spelled with a W. Cool.
1: Great. Perfect, perfect. Thank you guys as always, and we'll talk to you next time.
2: Take it easy. Stay deviant.